now enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, essay for a podcast. We're essay for a David K. Montoya podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Hey, see, I came up with more. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. It's Monday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya. <laughs> and I, I'm a <laughs> when you play, <laughs> When you play that back, you're going to go, what? <laughs> Oh my god, that was funny. It's a, it's Monday night. <laughs> I don't feel like you did. Oh fuck, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh. I just wanted to put a spin on it. <laughs> you did that. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> oh mercy, that was funny. <laughs> so right out of the gate, let me just say because we said last week that I could. I would come and give you information about what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, 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 because you were all, like, yeah. tweaked over. The... <laughs> well, well, not tweaked, but... I can say that it was a it was a good meeting. Yes. Um, things have progressed and, and developed. Yes. But I can't say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there, no, now you know as much as anybody else knows, which is nada. <laughs> yeah, right now, it, I guess it's still in negotiation stage. And yes. and the nego- yes. negotiation stage is going to take a while. Yeah, yeah. I can. That's say, the good news. Yes, I can say that. And Terry and I have been really working at this together, yeah. trying to figure out because one of the big things that's is uh, kind of a roadblock right now in negotiation is that the script is 110 pages long. Yeah, yeah. And you know, most of the time, scripts nowadays. Well, you haven't even told the listeners that it, that you're issue involves a script they don't really know anything <clears throat> oh I, I didn't interrupt about that no okay well okay no. it has to do with the yultnum script there you go okay um, now they know which second which is too long right which second draft people. yes second draft was 110 pages and you know which is true if you go and look at movies made today you know, they, they hang around the, the 88 to 90 minute mark. Normally, very mm-hmm. rarely do they go over an hour and a half. And for every minute of action dialogue sequence is one page. Mm-hmm. So one page equals one minute. Mm-hmm. So that means the cartoon would be 110 minutes long, you know, 10 minutes shy of a full two hours. Right. And in this, which if it was like all action, that might be okay. Right. But there's dialogue in there too, and that's gonna lose a lot of people right off the bat. Oh my God, words! I'll have to listen to words. <laughs> yes. And think. So yeah. Terry and I have been really diligent mm-hmm. about going through it and trying to think about you know what we can cut and and. <laughs> well, it's like. Taking your baby and pulling its toenails out one by one. It yeah. is. It's. It's funny because in in the world of writing comic books or even short stories or novels, there's always that idea of well, if I don't write enough, I can always go back in and write more. Right. You yeah. know, it's it's just like feeding the kid, not starving the kid. Yeah. And 
in in this world it's just the opposite right well it's like i was talking to ernie about it and i i told him i said the the thing you're having trouble with is that as an author as authors we're always looking to flesh out our stories right um in in line with the theme or the the idea the thought or whatever you know and to give it uh, more substance right um in this type of production you almost do the opposite you do you really almost do you don't have to you know it's it's funny because it reminds me of of um old movies that i have seen about uh people making movies right and they they used to say you know all i need is an idea just give me an idea you know and i can take it from there i can make a whole movie out of it you know and and basically that that's what they would do you know uh woman runs away from from um groom at the altar just before they get married you know i actually have a story like that <laughs> well so so did um let me think was that capra i think it was it happened one night uh claudette colbert and Clark Gable. Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, that's that's all it takes. So if you have the basic concept, then they, anyone who wants to do anything with it, would would say, I can take it from there. I don't need all the trimmings that you think should be in there. Right. You know. I mean, look at look at any movie that you see today. If you look at the screen credits, mm -hmm. it'll say, based on a story by Joe Blow. Screenplay written by right. Sam Sneed or whoever. Okay. Because the, and, and, and you, I'm sure a lot of times, a lot of our listeners have heard people say, well, it doesn't even resemble the book. I read the book and it's nothing oh, yeah. like the yeah. book. You know, well, you can imagine what the author is going through. You know, I mean, if 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 the the average reader can look at a movie and say it's That's nothing not right. like yeah. the book, you know, then what might the author say? You know, so I mean, like Moby Dick. There's a, a prime example. Oh yeah. There's so much to the written version of Moby Dick that you can't get out of the movie. Just the the uh, association with the narrator you get from reading that work rather than watching and listening it's you know it's a whole different work it is but one of the things and i can say this here now is um what we've decided well first i should back up and say i i can say i will cut it down to nothing less than 80 pages that and that's a big fucking chunk that's more than half down. Yeah. I will cut it to 80 pages. After that, uh, that's where I'm I'm, yeah, I'm not going no more. Yeah. But the pages that will get cut will be presented in another medium. Mhm. Mm At another time. Yes. So even though what we see in and, and it's not like we're just going to cut here, we're going to cut here, we're going to cut here. We're really looking at it and saying does this affect the overall value of the story? Speaking of cutting. Yes. 
You want to put this on hold for a second? Because I thought of something I want to tell you, and I don't want the listeners to hear it. Okay. Sorry. Okay, we're back. <clears throat> oh, and by the way, just if you you keep here like slurping and stuff throughout. Yeah. Well, we I'm went. almost done. <laughs> we, we have. We've been to Starbucks. We've been to Starbucks. Yes, and, and we're going to go to Starbucks corporate in Washington. And since it seems like every time we podcast now, we have Starbucks. Make Starbucks our official sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are we going to go there? I don't know. We just was, said we were. I was <laughs> just teasing, though. I want to go. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've been, I have been drinking Starbucks since almost, I think, when did Starbucks actually start building stores? 2003, I believe. Yeah. I've been drinking their coffee longer than that because <clears throat> when we lived in Albuquerque, we used to buy their Yukon blend. Oh, really? Coffee. In a coffee purveyor's outlet. Gotcha. I don't know who they were. They were just, you know, some, you know, like like Starbucks or like Coffee Bean or whoever. Right. Um, they sold coffee and related items, and they sold Starbucks beans. And we got hooked on them then in the Yukon blend before there were even Starbucks stores back in the eight, mid Oh, somewhere between 78 and 85. Oh, wow. Okay, I got another thing to tell you. Okay. And this kind of blew me away. Now, the person that approached me, I do know, you know, on a random basis. Mm -hmm. But I I was at, you know, where I I shop. Mm -hmm. You know, I go to get my groceries. Mm -hmm. And our conversation is usually, hi, how are you? How's Mm -hmm. the kids? Blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't talk about who I am, what I do, you know. Or anything. Anything. And I'm just pushing my cart along, you know, and, and kind of just humming to whatever song I was humming to. <laughs> and a gentleman that works there ran up to me. He's like, are you going to talk about the Incubus Project? And I'm like, do what? Come again? He's like, are you going to ever talk about the Incubus Project? You, you haven't talked about it, and I don't know how many episodes. Seriously? And I'm like, oh my god! Yes, that happened this morning, and <laughs> I'm like, it, it, really, I, I was taken aback for a minute because I was, I was like, you know, when I'm shopping, I'm just me, you know, yeah. I'm in my own little world, well, just kind of plain day, yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yeah. So, wow, I, I did. I was like, well, because you know, our recording schedule. So I'm going to record something tonight, which we're doing right now, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I gave him, you know, this is what's going on. So for our friend Jason, um, who works at the little store, thank you for listening. I did not know that he listened to any of the podcasts. And that he managed to figure out that it was you and everything. Yeah. So, and honestly, it, it blew me away. So here's the official report on Incubus. Okay. There's not enough sex, so I'm rewriting it. <laughs> That's what it comes down to, folks. It's it's about a ghost that rapes people, okay? And that, there's not enough sex? And there's not enough sex, yeah. Well, he's not very efficient, <laughs> is he? No, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm rewriting. Um, Okie dokie. You know, they're in... Well, you know, when you're a ghost. I mean... <laughs> A plethora of problems come to mind, <laughs> not the least of which is how hard is it to get it up? I mean, let's face it. I mean, finding it's probably difficult, <laughs> let alone getting it up. Uh, so, 
Yeah. <laughs> the original. And then meeting up with. Does he does he fuck other ghosts or just like live people? Live people. Mm-hmm. Now that's got to be an issue too. Hi, I'm your friendly ghost. <laughs> I'll be your <clears throat> assault victim or I'll be your assaulter for tonight. Well, but... you know that was based on a true story. Yeah, I know, I know. But I know. and but the original script that I have right now, it's like 35 minutes into it, and there's one sex scene. And it's at the oh, very beginning of the I was going to say, it better be within the first 10 minutes. You have to have the obligatory sex scene has to be within the first 10 minutes. I mean, that's given. It was the opening scene. Yeah, there you go. But after that, I felt it was just, you know, if, if you have a raping ghost, you've got to get more people getting raped. And well, I, yeah, you would think. Within I mean, 35 minutes. One rape does not make, well, it does make a raper, but right, still. Right, right. Or a rapist. Is it raper or rapist? Rapist. Rapist. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, one would would do it. But, yeah, for him to get much of a rep as a raper, <laughs> a raping rep, as it were, uh, yeah, I'd have to come up with a couple of more. <laughs> I don't know. That would be really hard for me to write. That would be a very difficult book for me to write. I'll tell you what makes it difficult for me. The fact that it's set in Amish, Nebraska. Mm. That's what makes it hard. You know who you should talk to? Who? Bob. Bob <clears throat> lived in Indiana, up in the northeastern part of the state, in Fort Wayne, actually. Okay. A lot of Amish up there. He might know some, might have some input about the Amish that he's come <clears throat> in contact with. Whether they'd be different from the Amish you're writing about or not, I right. don't know. Or you could uh, also probably Google information. Yeah, they're Midnight Amish. Yeah, well, I don't know if the ones in... Indiana are or not. I have no idea. But the, honestly, that's the hardest. Yeah, that would be hard. Hardest part for me because, yeah. you know, everything that you do in a script, you have to write down. You know, obviously, same thing as a comic book, but, you know, right. turn and pick up a telephone. You can't right. pick up a telephone. The business, you have to right. write down. Go yeah. turn on the TV. You can't turn on the TV. There's no TV. Right. You know, so that right. shit, that's, that makes that's it like hard. That's like that old thing I told you one time about. Telling someone who's never seen or heard or understood anything how to make a peanut butter sandwich. Right. You can't just say take a piece of bread and a knife because they don't know what a piece of bread and a knife is. Are. So, yeah. Yeah. It's. So that's where we're at. And also. Complicated. Um, I'm not pushing the story. I'm, I'm just kind of writing it as it comes to me. Mm-hmm. My main concern is a Yotnam. That is, mm-hmm. you know. That's where your heart is at the moment. Yeah. And uh, and podcasting and working and yes. being a dad and taking care of this, that, and the other thing. And at this point, again, without trying to give too much away, it would just, I would be a dumb shit to just say, okay, I'm done with the Yelp, and I'm going to work on something else at this point in the oh, game. Well, you're not able to at this point in the game. That would be a lie because you're not done with it yet. <clears throat> so. Not yet. So, how's your week been? <laughs> My week's been good. We watched two movies. Oh, what'd you watch? This weekend. Um, first one we watched was Blue Jasmine, Kate Blanchett. Okay. Who's nominated for her performance in it. And I have to say, uh, for the listeners who may remember my, uh, hmm, what could I call it? My comments about 
um, Sandra Bullock being nominated for Gravity mm-hmm. and that movie being nominated as well. Uh, and keep in mind, please, I am a huge Sandra Bullock fan. Right. I also am a big fan of Gravity. I enjoyed the movie very much. However, I did not think her part in it was Oscar worthy. Oscar worthy. It wasn't her part in it. I should say her part in it. Emphasis on the word part. part. Yes. Her role. Her role was not meaty enough to um, utilize her acting skills right. to the level of an Oscar <laughs> performance, in gotcha. my opinion. Okay. I understand completely, after having seen Blue Jasmine, why Kate Blanchett was nominated. And in my that opinion, good, huh? and my opinion, should win. Really? Yeah. She does an incredible job portraying um, a woman who's reality has been shattered. She just she just does an incredible job. I mean you 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 know it it's it's really onion like her portrayal. Mm-hmm. Uh, in insofar as it, it the layers that she peels off the character. Right, right. Uh as the the whole thing progresses. And it and, and what is it called? Blue Jasmine. Blue Jasmine. Okay. And it's it's um it's an very interesting story actually. Um but it's um and I and I won't go into the story because it'll it'll ruin it for those of you who haven't seen it yet. Take my word for it. If you're into a movie that isn't all car chases and rock and roll, then watch Blue Jasmine. You know, it is. It's not a watch it while you're doing something else movie. Give it your full attention. I mean, I'll give you an example. We had gotten some lottery scratchers. Okay. The before we came home, I stopped at the gas station, got gas, got scratchers, and let me think. There are two or three things I like to do better than scratch lottery tickets. Okay. But I can't think right now what they are. <laughs> and even if I could, I wouldn't say them over the air. But um, I really, really like scratching my lottery scratchers because I'm a big gambler. Right. Um, and I was scratching away while this movie started. I folded them up and put them down and just sat. Really? In Grabbed you that stunned fast. silence and watched this movie. Really good. Really good movie. Then we watched Prisoners. Jake Gyllenhaal and my man, one of my men, Hugh Jackman. How'd they know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was good. Uh, The character that Hugh portrayed uh, was just a little over the top. Uh and and I can tell what this is about because they tell you uh, in the commercials about this show what it's about. Okay. Uh, they're uh, very close family friends. They have, uh, each of them has have wives and they have teenage children. Uh, Terrence Howard is the other gentleman. Okay. He's he, a great actor. Yeah, he is terrific. And he isn't ugly either. 
um, he has a daughter, and Hugh has a son, and the the older kids are older teenagers, I'd say 16 or so. Okay. They also have, each of them has a daughter, younger, around 9 or 10. <clears throat> okay. And uh, almost immediately in the movie, the two daughters uh, are abducted. Okay. And the rest of the movie uh, centers around them trying to find them alive, hopefully, uh-huh. and save them. And I won't tell you whether they do or not, or in what condition, if they find them, or anything else. But I think Hugh Jackman's part is a little over... <laughs> I mean, I understand that he's hysterical because his daughter's been abducted. <clears throat> but he... Um, it all At times, and I again... Man can't do anything wrong, as far as I'm concerned. But at times, I felt him overacting the part, chewing it just a little well, too much. Well, and, and I and I have to say that partly that was compared to what I think my reaction would be under those circumstances. Right. Okay. Now, first of all, I'm a woman, not a man. Right. Secondly, you can't even begin to imagine what you would do under those kinds of circumstances until it happens to you. Right. Having said that, I I um, <clears throat> I think his his reaction to the situation was a little more extreme than could, than he could have considered productive to the situation. Right. Had he thought about it, of course the the implication mm-hmm. is he isn't thinking about it. He's hysterical. He's upset. He's fraught with. Uh, ang- anxiety and anger and so on and so forth and a thousand different emotions I'll never have to feel because I don't have a daughter that <clears throat> age to get abducted in the first place. Right. So, but, and that was just sort of an underlying kind of feeling that I had about it. It was like, I wish he'd just kind of relax a little bit and chill and he'd get more done that way. You know. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, uh, overall, very tense. Um, an hour into it, I told Ernie who did it. Oh, did you? And I was right. He didn't think so. But I said, no, I'm sure. And I said, and I told him why. And he said, well, you might be right. You might be right. Because he had missed the two clues that I picked up on. Um, and then at the end of it, it was, I thought, an appropriate ending. So... That's all I'm going to say because I don't want I don't want to spoil it for, uh, you know, I don't want to do like spoiler alert or anything. But it it it's it's a good movie. It was enjoyable. I was on the edge of my seat, didn't want to pick up my scratchers and work on them yet. I waited till both movies are done before I went back to my scratchers. So, but they were both enjoyable, very, very good movies. I have two movies up on the the chalkboard right now that I've been wanting to see. One of them is Jobs. And while people mm-hmm. said that, um, oh, what's his name? The one that was with Demi Moore. He's in Two and a Half Men. Ashton, Ashton, Ashton Kutcher. They said that he didn't, he didn't do that well of a job. I, I want to see it. You know, because yeah. that's the way I am. I like Ashton Kutcher. I think he was real good in The Guardian. 
mm-hmm. with uh, Kevin Costner. Yes. Where they were the Coast Guard guys. Yes. I loved him in that movie. And I, you never see that thing on TV. I keep wishing they'd show that thing. And and that's kind of my thing is I, I really don't give more than just a couple cents worth of what critics think about something. Mm-hmm. Because my taste in a movie may be completely yeah. opposite right. to what they think. Exactly. So I... You know, obviously, you know me good enough to know that I'm a big tech guy. You know, I I always, I've admired Steve Jobs for his knowledge. That and, you know, without him, the personal computer wouldn't have happened. And people can kind of go against it and say, well, you know, Bill Gates is the one that introduced the personal computer. Yeah, but Bill Gates stole the idea from Steve Jobs. (laughs) Bill Gates has said this himself. So, well, I believe, but this is philosophical response. I believe that it would have come about. Somebody else would have done it. Right. That's true. But that's just me. Um, so. I mean, sooner or later. Right. You know. So there's a movie, or there is a movie out, and, um, it's going to talk about, you know, pretty much just his life Mm -hmm. of, of, of greatness. You know, um. Yeah, see, that kind of a movie doesn't appeal to me at all. But that's just me. I'm not into uh i don't know i like bio uh, biographical accounts right. of people but i don't know enough about steve jobs to be interested in what his life was like he i was, don't he was adopted did you know that no didn't know yeah. that doesn't matter <laughs> still not interested well no my my point is, is uh, the reason i bring that is you know he was uh a penniless orphan brought into this yeah. world, and he left this world a billionaire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he he did okay. But those type of movies... He had the Midas touch. Yes. Or the Midas brain, you might say. But those type of movies, for me personally, it's yeah. it's something... I like to be inspired. And I know it sounds really silly for me to say, but it's just really difficult for me to feel inspired by something. Just, you know, somebody see something or hear somebody... This makes me want to go out and do something more. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't think that's silly. You know, I mean, everybody gets in, inspired or not by different things. So, so that's what I'm looking forward to. And what's the other one? Uh, movie Lacey picked out. <laughs> that's pretty much all I know. What's it called? Give me 30 seconds and I'll look. Oh, I mean, she told me, but I've forgotten. I don't remember, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you remember. Captain Phillips. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I remember now. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to seeing that one. <clears throat> Again, I'm a big Tom Hanks fan. Yes. Um, and I think this, the story itself is, you know, when when it happens, when we see things in the news right. anymore, um sometimes i know what the thought occurs to you it definitely does to me we think things like wow that would make a great movie and, yes and i'm t- <laughs> captain phillips story <clears throat> i hope because i've heard that good things about it made a good movie and you can imagine it would right i mean it's you know being uh, attacked by pirates in this modern day and age um you know Got to make a good story. Yeah. You know, there's, they, they just found a guy 
The other day I read in the paper they found a guy that's been lost at sea for shit 13 months or something like that. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Lived off of uh, fish blood and fish, he said. And I'm like, how can you get enough liquid out of fish blood and raw fish to survive a, over a year? A year and a month, yeah. At sea. I don't. I don't know if I believe all that or not, but that's what they said. You know, I'm like, okay. I mean, yes, it rains over right. the ocean. You can collect, if you have the wherewithal, right. you can collect water in something and, you know, have water for a while. But, you know, that's My a long-ass time to be floating around in the ocean without yes. water. <clears throat> but that's what it said in the newspaper. Of course, like I am fond of saying, paper holds still. You can print anything on it you want. Um, your son posted that. Yeah, I know. Well, it was funny because I, I said that to Lacey in response to a Facebook article she posted questioning the efficacy of a particular, uh, dietary supplement that uh-huh. might or might not be helpful in weight loss. And she wanted my opinion. So I researched on the computer and found, uh, some negative responses to the product uh, by supposed users. Right. And then I published or posted that on her timeline, and I said, don't forget, paper holds still. You can print anything on it you want. Well, Bob, my youngest son, saw that, and he said, he Googled it. He said, finally he gave up, and he (coughs) said, and he Facebooked me and said, where did you get that? I've been looking all over for the source for that quote. Right. He said, is that you? Is that your original statement or what? <clears throat> and I said, no, that's your Uncle Ed, my brother. Years and years and years ago, I was talking to him about something and probably said something like, well, it was in the paper or I read about it somewhere. And he said, yeah, but don't forget, you know, paper holds still. You can print anything on you want. And I've been saying it for years since then. And this right. had to have been... <clears throat> Shit, at least 25 or 30 years ago, you know. And Bob's heard me say it a lot, but, you know, how it is. Sometimes we don't really hear what our parents say. Right. But when it's in print, <laughs> it somehow makes a difference. So he was very impressed with the statement. But I do use it frequently, and I remind myself of um, the potential fallacy of like, you know, you're standing in the grocery store <coughs> checkout line and you see magazine articles mm-hmm. laid across, you know. Tabloids. This and this will help you lose 40 pounds in three minutes and, you know, stuff like that. <coughs> and it, that's almost always what comes to mind. So, yeah. And now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. 
But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. But let's see, what else have we been doing? I'm still pushing to get Ernie to commit to when he's going to retire. <laughs> <laughs> we just bought some new bathroom rugs this weekend because uh, the store had a big sale. I got them for, like, way cheap. And the old ones are still okay, but I'm spoiled. You know, I don't like them because they curl up at the edges when I wash them. <laughs> so I had to replace them. And... The reason they curl up at the edges when I wash them is because they were cheap-ass rugs. I was right. trying to get by without buying the replacement rugs for my more expensive ones. Right. You can't always get a good quality for cheap. So, anyhow, the good ones that I like a lot went on sale, so we went and bought them. And so then I washed the old one instead of just tossing them in the trash, because they were no longer being used, I said, well, what do you want to do with the old rugs? Do you want to save them for, I don't know, padding in the garage or whatever, you know? Because, believe it or not, we still have the other set that we replaced with the crappy rag rugs. I mean, the 
okay. The the good quality rugs right. we had before, and they kind of wore out. So, uh, because, um, okay, these are two-sided rugs. You can flip them over and get, you know, when they get right, dirty on one use. side, flip them over and use them again without washing them. Anyhow, uh, they strings started coming out of them. So I had to replace them. That's when I bought the cheap-ass ones. They didn't do any good. But instead of throwing away the good ones that got weird, we kept them because, gee, we might be able to use something like that someday. You know, <laughs> you know, it's not just me. Ernie's that way too. It's hilarious. You ought to see the two of us together. Oh my God. Anyway, so I got the new rugs the other day, washed the old ones because he said, yeah, we can, we'll, don't throw them away. <laughs> I said, yeah, then we'll have two sets of old rugs we don't like. <laughs> At one time, I actually had, because I, I I get kitchen rugs sometimes new, too, or uh, entryway rugs, or, you know, I'm always, I'm, I think I have a rug thing. Anyhow, um, then I, I have the old ones, you know. So there, we have this laundry room that is sort of a breezeway through to the backyard also. And I took all my old rugs and I made the, like this patchwork rug walkway thing, you know, right. <laughs> through the laundry room to the backyard door for a while. That was kind of stupid. And I started tripping over them. So <clears throat> they're all in the garage now waiting to find another use in life. Anyhow, um, so he, Ernie said, <laughs> this is such a stupid story. Ernie said, why don't we take down the towels that you rolled up and duct taped into rolls uh -huh. and stuffed up over the bedroom curtain rods to keep the sunlight out. Why don't we take the towels down and roll up the rugs and put them up there? That would be a good use for the rugs. <laughs> now, first of all, we have no use for the towels that are up there now blocking sunlight. Okay. Okay. We just bought, <clears throat> when I put those towels up there, we bought a whole set of guest bathroom towels okay. to have in the guest bathroom. And they're in there, and they look real cute and pretty and everything. And then when somebody comes, they can use them. And we wash them and hang them back up again, and it all looks cute and pretty, right? We don't need these crappy towels that are up blocking sunlight in the bedroom. That's what we need them for. We don't need them in the front bathroom anymore. Right. We don't need them in the back bathroom anymore either. We have lots of towels there, too. So, A, why would I want to bother to replace the towels that are rolled up blocking out the sunlight in my bedroom? And B, why would I want to replace them with rolled up rugs? I don't know. But, and here's, oh, here's no. the punchline. I said, well, honey, once you retire, we won't need to have anything rolled up blocking out the sunlight in the bedroom anymore because we'll keep regular hours like normal people. We'll go to bed at <laughs> night and we'll get up in the morning and we won't care whether it's daylight or not, right? And he goes, yeah, right, okay. That's as close to a commitment of retiring as I could get him without just saying, unless you think it's going to be a long, long time until then, which he knows was the implied statement. I right. didn't really have to say it. The man reads my mind, so I didn't have to really come right out and say that, you know. But, so, I don't know. I think I'm just going to have to go with before summer. That was the that was the only commitment I could get out of him ever so far was before summer. Well, technically, today is before summer. Well, this is true. 
<laughs> the day he said it was before summer. But uh, I think what his implication was, was that by the time it's summer, he'll be retired. Right. So that's what he means by before summer. I get that. I understand that totally. So I guess I just, you know, he's he. I know he's worried about the money. Because it's going to be a significant loss in wages for us, you know. Yeah, we get Social Security, but, you know, dang, he's working full-time right now. So that's going to be a significant drop in income. Right. And I know he's worried about that because we do like to spend our money. <laughs> yes, sirree. Boy, we do. We like to go to Vegas. We like to go out to eat. We like to go to the movies. We like to buy whatever we want when we want it. And that's going to have to change. At least to some degree. Right. So I think he's sort of basing his decision about when he wants to retire on when he thinks he can get to the point of not buying everything he wants when he wants it. That makes total sense. I know. And I'm not sure he'll ever get to that point. But, uh, well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. So, but anyway, that's pretty much all we've been doing. My daffodils are coming up. I'm waiting for them. Um. And we're going to the gym, me and Lacey, three times a week, whether we need it or not, and God knows we need it. <clears throat> now, tomorrow is your guys' last show? Is that what Tomorrow will be our last Don't Get Us Started show, uh, because we've run out of stuff to talk about. I mean, you can't get us started now, <laughs> 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 because we got nothing to talk about. It's 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 true. When we first started that show, we started it kind of because we were she and I were giggling about that guy that got his dick cut off by that irate woman. Right. And we thought it was really funny. We still think it's funny, but how you can't do a lifetime of shows about a guy getting his dick cut off. It's not that funny anymore. You know, I mean it was then, but um and so we sort of ran the gamut of similar situations and our take on them and so on and you know i don't know how many shows have we done she and i you know 21 21 so we you know that's it <clears throat> and also this kind of brings back up and, and probably now it makes more sense to you for what i'm about to say <clears throat> sorry my throat strike is remember i said in the land of podcasting, if you can get past 25 mm -hmm. podcasts, then mm -hmm. you're good to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now now you kind of see. Yeah, well, we could we could get past it, but not with anything that anybody wants to listen to. Right. You I mean, I would, be, it, but... I would be shocked to find out we have a, li a listenership for that show. I would, truly. And I was going to ask you, too. Now, I know you can tell because uh -huh. you get that information uh, how many listeners we have to our shows. But can you tell whether they stay through the whole show and listen to it, or can you just tell that they've downloaded it, or what? <clears throat> I can tell both. I can tell if, well, obviously, if they download it to to their phones or to their laptops, I can't tell you if can't, they, they played all If they've all listened through. to it, yeah. But if they play online, yeah, I can tell you who's listening. Okay, who can you can you can you tell if they listen to the whole thing? Is my, yes my question. Yes, I can. I would be shocked if we had. Listeners listening to our show that stayed with the whole show. I wouldn't listen to it. And, and 
I mean, she and I sit and talk like you and I sit and talk. Right. And and that's cool because I can sit and talk with her, and I'm and I'm not bored to do that. But I realize that the stuff we're talking about is just blah, 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 blah. You know, it's insignificant to say the least. Uh, sometimes the same thing is true of you and I. <laughs> but we go on anyway. But, I mean, it, I cannot imagine being in the listener's shoes, turning on a show where a couple of women are just sitting there talking about the weather and thinking, oh, I sure do want to hear that. Uh-uh. Well, right now I can't tell because we're in the dark. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we're in the dark for the entire month of February. Right, right, right. But I yeah. can go back before yeah. and I can tell you what the numbers are. Yeah. Well, it just would be surprising you know because i'm i like to think our listeners are intelligent and, and discerning and um enjoy quality entertainment and i have come to the point in time where i no longer feel we can put that out uh on that show i don't think we can put out quality entertainment anymore <clears throat> i agree and that's you know i have no problem yeah. with that yeah you know um and I think Lacey does too. I, it, you know, it's it was she and I never talked about it before. You and I actually talked about it while she was in the the other room uh, last week. We right. discussed it, and then when she came out, I told her, and she readily agreed that it, we felt it had pretty well run its course. You know, and that's not to say we won't come back with another show at another time. I think that the significant thing with us, though, you and I, is that. I, I'm constantly doing something, and I'm constantly dragging you along, like, come yeah, on, come on, come right, on, we're going to go do this, right, we're going to do this. Right. So that creates... And it's usually something I'm interested in doing, and that's something that sometimes we do together, sometimes not. Um, it's um, and, and, and while Lacey and I have that same relationship, the things that we do are quite ordinary, and, um, well, I think that pretty well says it. Quite right. ordinary, right? And and so they're not necessarily anything anyone's going to be interested in listening to, about, which, and yeah, and <laughs> you I, know, I, I mean, seriously, you and I talk about writing, right? We have, I'm sure, some listeners who are budding <clears throat> artists in that respect. Either they're writers or want to be writers, or you know, whatever, interested in in the technique of writing or the the pros and cons of writing whatever um and so they find our discussions useful right. interesting uh we know some of our listeners listen to us uh because they think we're funny aaron in queens yes thinks we're funny god bless him um we've had other <laughs> listeners email us and tell us from time to time that they think we're funny um <clears throat> good we're <laughs> More power to you. Um, I I I just feel like Lacey and I need to step back and rethink our approach to podcasting. I'd like us to do another show, but I I want it to be something I'm look. I don't look forward to it anymore. Right. Hello. What was that? Hmm. Um. It beeped. It beeped. It made a noise. It probably didn't pick up on the computer though. Oh. Uh, oh, then I I blew it by blabbing about it. No, that's all right. Oh. Uh, well, anyway, I just got a message from Facebook. That's all. Oh, I don't. I don't uh, like when you and I podcast. <clears throat> I look forward to coming here to podcast with you. Uh, sometimes it's just as simple a, 
uh, reason as the fact that you and I haven't talked for a week right. or two. Uh, and so, and because we do talk, when we get together, we talk a lot, whether it's on the phone or in person. We're always talking. Um, <clears throat> not so much Lacey and me. Our relationship is a little different from that. Uh, we just kind of hang together. Right. Which is fine if you're looking at us, but if you're listening to us, <laughs> not much going on. So, uh, I was getting to the point where I wasn't looking forward to it because I, I was thinking, oh God. What are we going to talk about? I don't know what I want to talk about with her. I don't know what we should talk. You know, I never have to think that. With you, in the first place, I don't have to think about it because you usually come up with the ideas. So that makes it more appealing to me right off the bat. You know, because even though I don't know what we're going to talk about ahead of time, I don't need to because you're there to talk with. Right. Uh, but I felt like I was sort of the you in Lacey's in my conversation if you understand oh absolutely yeah. and and like she was sort of relying on me to come up with the ideas of what we'll talk about or uh comments to stimulate discussion and that's not me i'm not that person no um speaking of of stimulating discussions a good segue right? yes I'm well, good actually, um, I want to talk about this a little bit more. Okay. Just to see what it feels like. Because I said, you know, I'm thinking about going back to our original format. Not our yeah. original format. But, you know, our, our segmented format. Our basic format. format. Yeah. But have it more condensed. Instead of having 400 who croaked, mm -hmm. maybe have one who croaked. Mm -hmm. Or, and, and this will be difficult for me. Because I just I like to rant, but when we're ranting about <laughs> celebrities, just pick one celebrity, mm -hmm. you know, make the mm -hmm. rant, move on to the next segment. And I would like to suggest that next episode we do that. I I would like to do that. I would like to add a modification. Yes. When we talk about a celebrity, let's let it be whatever we have to say about them, whether it's a rant or not. Right. In other words, if we want to talk about somebody. Let's not focus on, well, we have to rant about it. It doesn't have to be negative. Yeah, because that gets hard for me. I'm not, I am a ranter. I can't say I'm not, but I'm more a road rage kind of a ranter. <laughs> Seriously, I, right. I rant about piddly little details of my life, like idiots that, that do things that irritate me. I don't really think of people in the public eye as an irritation in any way in particular, except when they win awards that they shouldn't. And we all know who I'm talking about. Yes. She's on a commercial right now in the Olympics and it drives me nuts. It's like oh, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to show you something after Okay. See. It's okay. hysterical. Oh, you know how she was having convulsions uh what was that at the Emmys? Oh no, you, you're. I'm not talking about that person. Oh no. No, I'm talking about the one who can do no wrong. She's so precious, and she's so sweet, and she's so white, and she's so skinny, and she's so unfucking talented. No, we're talking about the same person. We are. Okay. 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 Yeah, she yeah. she's playing the piano. 
and she keeps okay. whipping her head back like oh yeah she's going flicking her hair yeah and yeah. somebody put some animation in front of her yeah hysterical oh that sounds good yeah i'd be willing to watch that well anyway um aside from people like that that it just irritates me when they keep getting awards because i know there are people far more talented who deserve those awards that sort of thing bothers me but generally otherwise i'm not i don't I mean, half the time I walk through the grocery store and I see the magazines. Right. And they go, Kim is this or that again. And I have to stop and think, who the fuck is Kim? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one of the Kardashian girls. I don't know which one, but it doesn't matter. She's the one that's marrying Kanye. Yeah, I know. And the only reason I know that is because they both start K's. Um, oh, I, I thought you were going to drop my... the news and tell everybody you joined the Church of Jesus. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, my point is that, that when I see People Magazine or The Star or whoever else in the grocery stores and they're talking about, so most of the time I go, I don't know who those people are. It isn't, it isn't interesting to me. I have a life. I don't need to live vicariously through theirs. And if I did, I wouldn't through most of them because most of them, their lives seem pretty miserable. Right. However wealthy and, and, Famous quotes, famous they may be, uh, they don't seem particularly happy to me. I think I'm far happier than a lot of them, you know. Yeah. But then that's just because I'm, I don't know why it is. I'm happy, I guess, that's why, <laughs> you know. And I don't have a gazillion dollars, and, and I'm not in the public eye. I might be in some of the public's ear, but <laughs> only that, um, you know, so... I don't look at those people as somebody I want to emulate or somebody I'm concerned about. Now, yes, when somebody dies, like Shirley Temple passed away, and I I had a little moment there where I go, wow, Shirley Temple's gone. You know, okay, I'm over it. I'm, <laughs> come on. She was 81 years old. Right. As far as I'm concern concerned, the Shirley Temple that we all knew and loved from the movies or those of us who did, was gone anyhow. Right. Because she became Shirley Temple Black a long time ago, went into politics and stuff like that, had nothing to do with the movies anymore, so that Shirley Temple pretty much wasn't around anymore. So it wasn't a big shock when she died. But that's just an example of, yes, when somebody dies, I go, oh, I remember the movies of theirs I used to watch, or I remember hearing this or that about them, and, you know... But it's not like, it doesn't affect my life. Right. There are a lot of people whose lives are affected by the actions of celebrities. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, I feel sorry for you folks. I do. Because, damn, you need to get your own life. You know, and if that means making it because nobody else is there to do it with you, then that's what it means. You got to do that. You got to do that because you can't. Well, yeah, you can. But I, it makes me sad to think of that people go through their lives not being aware of themselves, only seeing themselves as compared to a celebrity. They're skinnier than I am. They're richer than I am. They're taller than I am, shorter than I am, prettier than I am, richer. I said richer. Um, well, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Being a celebrity. And, it, and it's, rich. it's to me kind of, um, 
a sad thing. Again, I'm getting all philosophical again. I'm sorry. But it's it's kind of a sad thing to think that we have this one chance on earth to to be, you know, and and to to just give that away to the current fave celebrity is insanity to me. It isn't. It is. It is. Absolutely. It's insanity. Speaking of insanity. <clears throat> yes. The other thing that I wanted to propose, and I kind of threw it out there a few weeks back just in private talking, mm -hmm. is the week after next, after we do you know, our, our condensed format that I'm mm -hmm. talking about, mm -hmm. the following week we find information to educate our listeners. Now, I haven't sat down and really given a lot of thought. Good idea. But what I want to do is is just just to wet a whistle, just to see what it feels like. And if it feels right, then maybe that will be our new format. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just find maybe uh, old legends that we can dismiss or maybe information that's been out there for years that people have forgot about, you know, stuff like that. And I think stuff we've always believed that wasn't really true, right. like stuff we learn in school about George Washington chopping down the cherry tree. Yes, exactly. 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 Yeah. And yeah. So I think that's not a bad idea. I'd also like to modify that and include, um, Ways, and this sort of just came to my mind while I was talking about people not having a life. Right. Ways that, that our listeners who don't know how to can become involved in helping other people or situations and maybe make a life for themselves that way. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're gonna, if you don't have anything else going on in your life, right? Okay, so much so that what Kim Kardashian does with her ass is important to you, then I would like to suggest that there may be other things that could be important to you too that could be useful and beneficial to other people. Gotcha. Kim Kardashian will do with her ass what she chooses, regardless of what I think of it, or how attached, if you will, I may be to it, or what she does with it. Well, the funny thing is... And, but and there are people who need help. There are people who don't know how to read. Adult people. Right. Who have never had the chance to learn how to read. There are children who need grandmothering, <clears throat> grandfathering. Big brothering, big sistering. There are all sorts of people in the world who have so little that when they get anything, they're thrilled to death. There's tons and tons and tons of things people can do to enrich the lives of others and thereby enrich their own lives and develop a life for themselves they never could have expected without throwing their lives away on celebrities who will never be conscious of their significant contribution, so to speak, nor dependent on it. So I think if we can if we can do that along with, like you say, an educational moment, I think th maybe that would be good to do too. You know. <clears throat> yeah, because 
And there's lots of already established things who need the help of people. You know, not just money. They don't need money necessarily. They need volunteers to help them do this or that or the other thing. Right. And and there's people sitting on their asses watching television going, oh, I wish I was like her. You know? So maybe we could throw some things out there to the listeners who don't have anything going on in their lives, who want to have something going on in their lives, but they don't quite know how to do it. They don't know where to turn. Okay. Maybe. Maybe not. So we'll sit down and, and, you know, I'll come up with the blueprint, the initial blueprint next week, and I'll give you the blueprint, and you can look at it, and you can make your modifications. Because I think, I don't know, that's, instead of doing a whole new podcast, because that's kind of what I want to do, instead of doing a whole new podcast, starting a whole nother show, Mm -hmm. implement it on a show that's already been established. I think we should. I think we could. I don't, I don't. See, I mean, even if we don't do what I just suggested, it doesn't matter. What what we've got now is has been since we talked about it in the beginning, a work in progress. Right. We have always said that. From and, day one. <laughs> yeah. So how it changes is, I, I, don't, um, I don't think it matters that we change it. it. People do that all the time with, look at the Today Show, Tonight Show, rather. Today Show. Right, well, Tonight today, Show. Tonight, tomorrow. Um, they're changing yeah. again, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Fallon? Fallon, yes. Is now the, the, he's the new Jay Leno. You know, it's like gray is the new beige or whatever. Right. Though. You know, um, and, and the basic idea is still there. It's still the Tonight Show, but it's all changed up now. And yes. that's what our show is. It's still what we think, but we're going to change it up a little bit. Right. How, you know, whatever we come up with, whether we educate people or not, whether we make them laugh or not, whether whatever we well, do, I think it'll e- still be us. Even at that, if, if we approach it, we could still make people laugh, even at an educate, educating them at the same time. You know that Starbucks we had? Yes. Can you put it on hold for a second? Because I've really got to pee. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Let's go ahead and do this. What? All right, kids, that's it for this week. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) you got to listen to the beginning again. You'll understand why (laughs) I I laughed my head off. It was hilarious. Oh, my God. So So for this week, I am David K. Montoya. And I am Miss Sadie Burbank. Come back next week, and we'll we'll figure something out. You're going to have a good time, I promise. Oh, yeah. So you heard what we think, and now you know. Good night. Good night. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.A. Burbank Podcast. Or S.A. Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Let's pick it up. Let's actually make some. And see, I came up with more. Google it. Not what we know, because we don't know shit.